Hi everyone, welcome to People of Periods. I'm your host, Frida Tong, founder of EcoPets Australia, speech pathologist, and advocate for allowing and creating space for your period to be heard and to have a voice. I'm joined today by Ri Wahajo, founder and leading instructor at Pilates with Ri. Hey everyone. Um, <laughs> so my name is Ri, and I guess for me, like for women's health, it really started probably back in high school, I think, especially going through adolescence quite early and just being really passionate about um, learning more about my body. After high school, I didn't really do too much within the women's health space. So I mostly just focused on my own body and my own health, really. So really just trying to be more conscious about my, um, I guess, my own thoughts and perspectives around my whole body and especially with body imaging um, growing up within the 21st century with social media. <laughs> it's always been a bit challenging. So I guess that's kind of where um, that led me after high school was just like really trying to figure out my own relationship with my own body, how I perceive myself and really just trying to work on my eating habits as well. So in terms of traveling, that's kind of where my whole journey really began or more established, I could say, <laughs> for women's health, because um, during my travels, that was kind of where I was able to really learn a bit more about myself and going to experience these things. So I did a couple of seasons um, over in Canada um, just doing some snowboarding, <laughs> doing some van trips as well. Um, so driving around the States and Canada. And I guess it was through living um, within these little snow towns that I started getting a bit more curious about um, spirituality and everything. And that led me a bit more down the rabbit hole of trying to understand my body because, yeah, I guess one of the things within these small towns was a lot of fitness and just trying to figure out like what fitness I could do and how I could adjust my eating styles because I was starting to find that a lot of my um, habits around eating were becoming a bit more unhealthy so really trying to figure out how to nudge myself back onto a path that felt more aligned to myself. <laughs> yeah for sure that's that's really interesting that it was a, um, a trip overseas that really kind of spiraled that. Going back a little bit uh, into what you said about you know eating habits did would you say that you had a good relationship with with eating with food and how how did you sit with your own image as a teen and then you know a, a woman in her 20s I guess for my high school years it was definitely not the best um eating relationship I'd say so I did have a bit of an eating disorder um all throughout high school which I was still kind of like on the fence about because I wasn't too sure what it was and didn't really have the terminologies um at the time to really understand it but now looking back at it it was definitely something that was really quite prevalent um throughout my throughout my high school years that's always been something that's been there um yeah with eating disorders and trying to understand how how I perceive myself as well um so yeah so especially with like body imagery and um having that social media influence especially as we are growing up it is quite difficult to really understand who it is that you want to be and how it is that you want to look within our society and day and age and I think that's always been um something that was triggering for me um during my high school years um but since then it's definitely been something that I've been working on and really trying to understand a lot better especially going into 20s and <laughs> beyond as well yeah for sure oh thank you for sharing that do you know what I as a teen myself I had an eating disorder too so I had bulimia through a lot of my teen years 
Um, and it is crazy that how social media impacts how we view ourselves, how we view the world and what we think is normal and what we think is beauty. Um, how do you, do you feel like you've overcome that now? And um, how are you feeling about yourself now? For sure. Um, it's definitely such a huge journey, especially going through it and really trying to understand what these changes are within your body as well. So I think for now, like I've definitely, I've definitely got a much better relationship with myself and especially around eating too. So learning how um, how different foods impact my body, what works for me as well, and just really being conscious of the foods that I eat, but in a much more sustainable way as well. Um, so I would definitely say that my yeah my relationship with food and my own image as well has grown a whole lot um, since then. How did that, because personally for myself, when I was going through this, this impacted my my health a lot and it impacted um, my period as well. Like I went through phases of not having my period for so many years. Um, how did your eating disorder impact your period and, and just your body in general? I think for me, it was quite, um, I just remember um, back when I was 14, like it was definitely very sporadic um, the periods that I did have. So it wasn't very consistent. And at the age of 14 I'd already had my period for I think four four or five years by then so it was definitely an established period as well um, but it was quite irregular for a couple of years yeah so it really did take a toll on just whenever my periods would be coming because sometimes I would have periods twice a month um, for at least a week each time yeah um, and so that happened yeah for quite a quite a couple of years um, until it finally stabilized um, towards my later teens Oh, well, I'm glad it's stabilised. <laughs> um, hey, Ray, I was wondering, could yeah. you please share a little bit about, uh, I guess, your journey into social entrepreneurship um, and maybe fill us in a little bit more about um, how you came to found Pilates with Ray and what uh, your social enterprise is all about? So I guess um, I've always been really curious about social enterprise. Um, so I've always been working um, with a lot of not-for-profits, volunteering my time here and there. And I've always been so passionate about creating an impact in the world and especially trying to help make a difference, um, especially within disadvantaged communities around the world too. So um, with my journey to um, becoming a Pilates instructor, it was something that was quite rocky. So I started out last year with a fair bit of burnout and not um, it was quite a lot of emotional burnout and I wasn't too sure where exactly I wanted to go um, with work and my career as well. And I guess through that burnout, I started to realize that I needed to go back to the things that I loved. And those things that I loved were social impact and working out as well. And I've always had a real huge fascination for Pilates, um, especially after having a couple of injuries, I'm snowboarding and just really trying to learn more about my body and how, how I can use exercise to help create that strength within my body as well. So that's kind of where I um, led down the pathway of becoming a Pilates instructor late last year. So doing my course, and I finally got certified this year in February. And when I did set up my, um, when I did finish my course, I realized that I really do want to bring that touch or that element of social enterprise within my business. And I've always said this to myself, that I've always wanted to have my own social impact business where I'm donating parts of my profits or parts parts of my revenue really um, back into societies around the world. So that's kind of what I did with um, Pilates for three. I've really just combined all of my passions for fitness, well-being, <laughs> and as well as social impact and business for sure, um, all within the one package. So with every Pilates with three class, I've been donating 10% of my 
of my proceeds to um, a charity in Bali. So I've been donating to Bali, the Bali Children Foundation um, with every, every online class that I do. Oh, that's so beautiful. And congratulations on your certification in February. Um, and starting up this amazing social enterprise. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the foundation that you are um, funding and what their aims are and what they do, and what you're helping to support? Yeah, of course. So the Bali Children Foundation, um, they're a company that's actually helped run by some Australians um, and they're really helping the Bali children um, help them get an education because a lot of them are within that um, poverty cycle over in Indonesia. So it's really about helping them have a better pathway to education and employment as well. So really looking at things holistically, not just finishing things off once they um, finish their schooling, because sometimes with them, it's also quite difficult um, to find work afterwards. So Bali Children Foundation really helped them um, create that pathway from education to employment. And one of the one of the things of um, the Bali Children Foundation is that right now, especially in Bali with, um, with COVID happening, the whole um, country really of Indonesia and Bali in particular have been really hit because, um, because of the tourism industry and being so reliant on the tourists um, coming to Indonesia and Bali um, to help foster the, um, the economy over there. So I guess um, with the whole Bali Children Foundation, it's really good to help them um, just get them back on their feet and help the people within those communities um, still get some food, um, some education as well during this time period when they might not be able to have that opportunity and chance as we do here in Australia. So I'm really grateful to be able to help them out and help donate parts of my proceeds back to a community and also a country that I love. <laughs> mm, mm. And I think that's so impactful because you see time and time again, um, education and employment are some of the biggest things that are impacting countries, uh, like developing countries. And um, I think being hit not only this year, like with the C word, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't imagine um, how impactful, you know, your support would be for them in these communities there. So that's amazing, Ray. Yeah. So the classes that you do through um, Pilates with Ray, is it just Pilates that you're doing or is there more that other people can kind of get involved with as well? <laughs> yeah. So I'm I've been doing um, Pilates classes online um, as well as some meditation classes. I'm just about to finish off my meditation teacher training. <laughs> so hopefully by the time this podcast goes live, I'll be an official um, meditation teacher. <laughs> which is going to be exciting <laughs> um, so I'm super excited for that so I will be um, I'm currently offering some um, meditation classes online and um, I will be continuing to do that as well um, once I get my certificate so yeah I've been doing um, yeah I've been doing most of my classes online which has been a really interesting thing especially during this year um, with many people around the world wanting to come online and work out and catch up with other people as well. So it's been a great way to connect with people um, from around the world through yeah. Pilates. Yeah, you were <laughs> telling me the other day that most of your clientele bases is mainly international. <laughs> yeah, um, I was thinking about the other day and um, I think most of my clients are friends who I've met online and I've never actually met them in person but they're some of my closest friends <laughs> who've been joining these classes and it's really cool to like just bring them all together um <laughs> into so these amazing. Pilates classes and catch-ups yeah it's really cool it's 
it makes you really realize just how small the world is and how easy it is to like just meet so many amazing like-minded people from around the world. Yeah, it's it's so crazy that someone who's your neighbor, like well, I guess in the coronavirus world, <laughs> someone who's your neighbor yeah. and someone who's like a million miles away is the same distance away in terms of, you know, just being on a on a Zoom call. <laughs> like that's the same distance. So coronavirus has done to um, our social stratosphere in terms of our web-based social stratosphere. So um, would you say yeah. that your main clientele are men or women? Mostly women, but I think, so I guess with um, one of the stigmas of Pilates is that a lot of people think that it's only a, a female thing, but there's always a lot of men actually out there who love doing Pilates. So I have had clients in the past who and identify as male and they've also really loved um, Pilates because I guess with Pilates, it's something that quite a lot of the rugby players in Australia actually use for um, just for their strength and conditioning. So after trainings and just helping build up the general core strength. So it's a really great tool for people who want to develop that core strength or just toning their whole body, but in a more gentle way, I guess, as opposed to like using weights or, you know, having to go to the gym. Um, Pilates is a great way to be able to work out and get that intense workout that you want. But most of the time you're actually laying down on the ground, which is really cool. <laughs> oh, nice. And yeah. I guess as a Pilates instructor um, yourself, Ree, and I guess within your experience in the women's health space, I'm wondering, um, are there any red flags that uterus owners should be looking out for in terms of their own bodies um, or just like any symptomology in particular things around periods if we're kind of in tune with our body? Mm. So I guess the first step is definitely listening into your body, see how your body feels and what it needs, especially around the time of the period as well. Um, so sometimes we do have those symptoms of, you know, lower back pain and everything um, or just stomach cramps. So really listening to see, does my body need um, a more intense workout today or does it need something a little bit more gentle where, you know, you don't have to do as many intense things around that core area with Pilates as well. Um, because a lot of it is about using your core strength. Maybe sometimes it is more about having to do more stretches that day or mm. putting a heat pack on before you, before you start working out can't really say from a medical perspective um but, <laughs> you know just listening to your body and making sure that you are respecting it for what it needs because the last thing you want is to have or create more injuries um after a workout as well so during your exercise it's really making sure that you don't have any neck back um or shoulder pain or head pain and really just listening to those cues that your body might give you throughout it making sure you stretch before and after <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there a particular way that you find helpful to really listen into your body? I found that I've actually really enjoyed taking a few deep breaths before I start a workout. So whether that be just laying down on the ground or sitting upright and just really closing my eyes and just taking three deep breaths in and out and just seeing what exactly my body needs. So that's, I usually try to incorporate this um, within my Pilates classes at the start, just to check in with how everyone's body is feeling and just grinding them into the um, into the present moment and preparing their bodies for the workout ahead. <laughs> mm, so simple, but I think so powerful. Like in our current day in society, we kind of are so go, go, go that we forget about ourselves so much. And even as simple as three deep breaths, I think that's so powerful. I like that a lot. You've created this amazing flyer <laughs> with like, you know, a whole page of different Pilates stretches that you've recommended for our period boxes. And we, we <laughs> include that in every single purchase that goes out from EcoPad. 
which all the uterus owners who have received this and who we've gotten feedback from, they've really enjoyed them. So thank you so much for putting that together. (laughs) Um, I'm wondering, are there any specific stretches that you might have for um, our listeners who might experience period cramps um, or just discomfort during their periods? A couple of good stretches that I'd definitely recommend would be going down into a child's pose. So, you know, having a big toes together, knees out wide um, on either side of your mat and just walking your hands down in front of you to get into that child's pose position. I find that having the knees apart for this one is really helpful just to really get into your hips because sometimes the hips can get quite tight, um, especially around the period times or even doing an inverse of that, of just laying down on your back and having your feet together, but knees out wide and, you know, just laying down this pose, just chilling out here. Um, just breathing as well focusing on your breath or maybe even just laying down on your back and you know placing one hand on your belly and the other on your chest I find these these really gentle poses just really help me sometimes particularly the one of having your hand on your belly and one hand on your chest and just placing your hand around the area of those cramps on your stomach and just allowing the warmth of your hand to really just help nourish your body Um, just placing it there and just taking some nice deep breaths that really does help because I feel like sometimes when we do have these cramps or we do have any tension within our body, our breathing tends to get quite shallow. So just deepening those breaths in and out can really help to calm the body down. I'm going to go <laughs> and do those stretches straight after this, actually. I've had cramps all morning. So. <laughs> Would oh, you, no. for, um, for uterus owners who sometimes experience period cramps, would you recommend doing those stretches just in and around you know, when we are having our periods? Um, you can definitely do them whenever, really. Um, just seeing what works best for your body as well. Um, if you do have any cramps or even any lower back pain as well, um, a child's pose can be quite helpful for that to help really release any tension within that area um, of your lower back and also sometimes your stomach area too. Um, but yeah, even just laying down can sometimes just be really helpful to just, you know, regain that strength and just reca- regain that composure within your body while you do have those cramps (laughs) and I mean who doesn't want to lay down (laughs) yeah that's so true (laughs) something that I always ask in these podcasts is whether you remember the first time that you got your period so Reed, do you remember the first time (laughs) that you got your period and are you happy to share that story with us of course (laughs) I definitely do remember it um I was actually really young when I first got my period I think I was I'm going to say like nine and a half. I was definitely younger than 10. Um, so I was pretty, I feel like I was pretty young when I first got it. Mm-hmm. I think I was at South Bank <laughs> and I was going to be, I was going to go swimming or something or I came out of the, like the change rooms or something. And I noticed that was when I first noticed the blood on my underwear. And I was like, what just happened to me? <laughs> I'm dying. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I just remember that that moment so vividly. And my mom's like, yep, you got your period. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> what is happening to my body? I think this is like before I'd even gone into like my first sex ed class. So I think we might've been starting that the following year. Right. <laughs> so, I was, yeah. so I was still like, oh no, <laughs> what's happening with my body? But um, it all worked out well. <laughs> Mum had to have a little pep talk with me, just let me know what's going on. (laughs) Um, And was your mum pretty chill about that? Like, was she pretty comfortable letting you know what a period was and that sort of thing? Yeah, she was really good. Um, I guess being the youngest as well, um, out of three girls, it 
it definitely does come in handy <laughs> considering that my mum's already had those chats and um, it was really good just having the support of my older sisters as well um, during that time because they were able to help guide me letting me know what certain products like sanitary products were and how to use them as well um, so that was really helpful just having the support of my mum and my sisters there um, yeah while while being so young um, getting your period yeah oh that's a that's a good story though <laughs> But you were out in public, hey? Yeah. I think I was out swimming with my friends and I was like, I don't know what's happening to me. Oh, rescued um, by mum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rescued by mum. And yeah, that's one of my memories of South Bank. Uh, did your friends that you were with at South Bank, um, had they had their periods yet? Um, I don't think they had. So okay. I think from my, from my memory, I think I was one of the first out of my friendship group to have their, yeah, to have their period girl um, leading the way yeah yeah <laughs> for sure oh, <laughs> you know, super <laughs> early <laughs> teaching everyone the ways <laughs> yeah well you've had you've had lots of years of experiences from nine to now <laughs> yeah um, I'm wondering in that time have you collected any resources um learn any you know strategies or have any tips blogs videos, anything like that, that um, you'd like to share <laughs> with our audiences? Yeah, so I think definitely reading um, a lot of the stuff that you've posted on your social media has been really helpful um, over the years and especially using the pads. Like I think I still remember a few years ago getting getting your eco pads and I was so excited to like go and try them. <laughs> so I still have them today and still Aww. use them. Um, <laughs> that was one of my favorites. Um, the other thing is I've recently found out or just learned of Alicia Kruger. Um, she has an Instagram page and she has a lot of resources, especially around your cycle and tracking, tracking your cycle against the lunar calendar as well. So just figuring out when the, what moon phase it is in and where your cycle, your inner cycle links up and just really trying to respect the inner seasons of your cycle around the lunar season or mm. lunar, lunar phases, which was really interesting for me. And so that's, that's probably been one of my biggest resources, actually, um, of tracking my period and just understanding it a bit more. Yeah. And does she have an app or something like that? Or how does she, uh, this resource that you're using, um, how do you um, use it to track your period? So she has a little um, PDF downloadable. So that's what I was using. So just, I was just handwriting it all in um, to the thing, um, which was awesome. It was really interesting just seeing where my where my period is within um, the moon phases and just seeing how it shifts throughout the year and um, according to the external seasons as well, seeing where it links up and everything, which I thought was really interesting. I think um, there's also Monica Yates as well. I was listening to her podcast ages ago about um, periods as well, and I found that to be a really good um, resource too. The link between like the, the lunar cycle and our cycles, it's pretty crazy. Like, I don't know, someone said to me <laughs> once that, you know, women are like witches. Like, it's so true. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, it like made me really think about it because um, especially with like our period cycles. So like, you know, you'll, when you do have your period, that's like our inner winter. And then when you like just finish um, your period, you're going into what's next? Spring? yeah spring and then like you have your summer and then your autumn as well um within your body and just seeing how your energy shifts throughout each of those seasons has been so fascinating and it's actually been really helpful um in terms of just planning the work that I'm doing the types of events that I'm speaking at or <laughs> yeah just whether I want to be more on an external basis um being people focused or 
out there or more internal and just creating that little hermit shell for myself and coming back and really enjoying that inner winter sometimes. So yeah, it's been really, really fascinating to like look at it all and how it affects our bodies, um, especially during each phase of the season. Yeah, no, definitely. That's something that I've learned recent in the recent years as well. And um, those inner seasons have really helped me understand where I'm most productive or what type of work I would be most productive doing. I've got a couple of um, Pilates ones as well. So I would definitely recommend checking out like Blogger Pilates online. She's got a lot of really awesome um, short video clips on YouTube as well as little pamphlets and stuff that you can download from her website or follow her on Instagram. Yeah, I definitely recommend checking out Free Spirit for any yoga wear that you might be interested in getting. Um, they also donate 5% to a local charity to help kids get education. <laughs> so I guess moving forwards, how can our audiences find more about you and the work that you're doing, Re? Um, and are there any events uh, that are coming up with uh, for Pilates with Re um, that we should be keeping our eyes and ears out for? <laughs> um so you guys can all follow me on pilates with re um on instagram my website is riannonvihajo.com um <laughs> it's a bit of a tricky one to spell um but yeah if you go to pilates with re i've got um a free video up there for pilates as well so if you wanted to try out a pilates class with me without any any login or anything you're welcome to try that what else i do have i've got a new um set of classes that are coming out um it should be launching by the end of this week um, so you can book in a class, invite your friends as well. It'll be all online. Um, and I'll also be offering some meditation classes soon too. So that's that's all coming up real soon. <laughs> um, and it'll be all launching definitely by the end of the month. So really excited. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Go on and jump onto Pilates with Reed. Sign on to a Pilates and meditation class and I will see you there. Thank you for listening to People of Periods, a podcast by EcoPads Australia. And thank you so much to Ri Wahajo from Pilates with Ri. I am Frida Tong and our podcast producer is Brianna Kennedy. Like and subscribe and follow us on this shared journey to give our periods a voice and to help fight the battle against period poverty.
Thank you for listening to People of Periods, a podcast by Ecopads Australia. And thank you so much to Vri Wahario. Oops. Thank you for listening to People of Periods, a podcast by Ecopads Australia. And thank you so much to we, oh my goodness, I can't get a name right. Re, Re Wahajo, Re Wahajo, Re Wahajo. Thank you for listening to People of Periods, a podcast by Ecopads Australia. For sharing your journey through uh, women's health and your journey as a Pilates instructor. Um, and now your full circle.